Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. And welcome to the Nightcap. It is Wednesday, the 24th of May. Myself and Paul are upstairs at Salt, as always, having a coffee and a catch up. Yeah, weather's finally turned, spirits are high. Oh, and it's lovely. First things first, mate, Coventry City. Oh, this is mate. This is it. So exciting. What is going on? The weather's going to be like this as well, which yeah. just makes it even better. It's banging. And it's been a, it's been a, like a soap opera, you getting tickets for this. Oh, I, I mean, the whole, of, it's, like poetic really because the whole of Coventry's fucking past few years has been a soap opera um, yeah it's been true. A, it's been a palaver I've just unashamedly just contacted anyone I know connected with football nothing, nothing shameful about that Ben Foster he's left me on red <laughs> bastard um, who has like the kit man at Coventry our daughters are in the same court. he used to play for Warsaw yeah. um, he's dead sound um, I messaged him but obviously he's getting inundated but our, yeah, our yeah. daughters are in the same class at school <laughs> so I messaged him yeah and then just mates I've got mates who used to play for Coventry so I'm messaging them what can you do just everyone yeah. like, unashamedly I don't give a fuck nah that's fine yeah. I think everyone's in the same boat and it was mental to think how many people you'll probably just bump into or see around Oh, the world, yeah, yeah it was the same last time. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so excited because last time was such a good day. And yeah, like, yeah. What, five years ago, we mm. were in the playoff final of League Two. League Two, yeah. That's now, the same league that, for those that don't know, that Wrexham have just got into. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's insane. But <laughs> quite poetically, and I'd said this at the start of the playoffs, I think even just before we got into the playoffs, how good it would be for us and Luton to be in the final because mm. we were in League Two together five years ago. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> We both went up the same year. I think they won or come second in the league. Yeah. We went to playoff. So for us, that growth. Yeah. Because other teams like Exeter, they're still way down there we played. So yeah, yeah. That, oh, it's just, it's it amazing. It's, it's a shame in a way that they, I mean, no one knows, it's all benefit of hindsight, but like, you know, Sunderland till I die, the mm. show and things. Like, imagine if the last five years they'd have had cameras on this with a behind the scenes. Yeah. From League Two to this in the space of five years with the with Robbins coming back for his second stint, wouldn't it? Yeah. Took over. It's like, it's a, it is a mental, <coughs> like story, uh, football just throws up these insane stories. Yeah, and they? he is like, without going into, turning it into a full-on football podcast, <laughs> yeah. he's like genuinely remarkable what he's done. So, fuck all money. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're in League Two, so he's got us Promotion in the playoffs. We went League One for a year. He sussed it out. Then we won the league. And then Championship. This is our is it our third or third season now. Mm-hmm. And he's got us into the playoffs. But in amongst that, we were at Birmingham for two years. We didn't have a ground. Yeah. Well, that's it. A change like, of ownership. A lot of the drama has been off the field, ironically. Yeah. Which is like... Issues you know, with owners. Yeah. No money. He's rebuilt the team like three times yeah. in that period. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the start of this season, we weren't even allowed in our ground. We yeah, because you had the Commonwealth Games issues with the pitch. So you were like six or seven games behind everyone. So even yeah. though you weren't necessarily playing badly, you were just rock bottom because you hadn't played any bloody games. Yeah, so I mean, it was well, a bizarre... But we situation. were seven games in, we had three points. So like, we, we no one was predicting this. We nah. thought, oh, relegation battle. I didn't think we'd go down, but yeah. it's just, it's mega. Do you think you genuinely, I mean, you'll be disappointed if you lose, but have you almost got to a point where you feel like it just doesn't matter now or are you nervous? I'm nervous as fuck, yeah. <laughs> nervous as fuck. Like once, say we don't go or obviously I'll be good and once it comes down, you look at it objectively and be like, yeah. what a season and yes, what a yeah. manager. Probably our greatest ever. Yeah. And, 
my mate said this the other day and because I've been saying this is probably our biggest game in 22 years like from mm. when we went down but it's probably our biggest game in history ever yeah. really yeah, bigger yeah. than the 87 cup final yeah absolutely like um, more money on it and everything. even though um, even though Luton have never been in the Premier League before because of everything that's happened to Cove it feels like you've never been in it before because it was <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean because it was such a long when did you go down like 2000 it was 22 years ago it was about 2001 I 2001. think yes it's yeah. 22 years ago different different ground Different, you know, every, yeah. so it, it almost feels like for Cov or Luton, it'd be a brand new thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had man. Gordon Strachan as a manager when we went down. Fuck. Dion yeah. Dublin still playing for you then? No, he had moved he to got, Villa. Moved to Villa, yeah, because yeah. then Villa were like top of the league, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, this is just turning into a football player. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got loads coming up. We've got some correspondence. We've got a couple of articles we wanted to go through. We're going to kick off, though, with a big story that was... Uh, it came out the other day. This is, I've got some information about it here that was published on Birmingham Live, so shout out to them. Always shout out your sources. Uh, police were alerted to Michelin star restaurant Adams in Birmingham as animal rising activists took over the premises uh, in an unexpected protest. There were 10 protesters, suited and booted, love how they've included that, <laughs> suited and booted in their finest outfit, outfits, and they duped staff to get past the maitre d' and occupy empty tables. Um, from seven o'clock on Saturday night, this Saturday just gone. Yeah. Um, I want to know how they dupe staff. I read that bit, like because yeah. when I come in, it's like, have you got a table? They yeah. Get, well, what name? Yeah. And you're not on the list. How would you? Nobody dupes us to get in. How would you We've get? Had people turn up before trying it on. But then I, I suppose if you never break stride, yeah. So you open the door. What you walk in as if you belong there. And yeah. The whole thing, thing like uh, wear a high vis and look the part yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. hiding in plain sight yeah just like I don't know it must have been that it's yeah that's probably right just <laughs> a beeline <straight> yeah <laughs> um, so yeah they, they went in they sat down um, what else happened they I, I, mean, I guess it was fairly peaceful but they were basically sort of targeting a very meat in their in their minds a very meat heavy menu and they were saying you know they're vegan protesters saying you shouldn't be serving this they did also say that they wanted to target and disrupt the most privileged in society by going to adams that was their yeah menu. i mean i'm quite cynical about that statement the reason they they've been targeting mission star restaurants specifically yeah so they went to manor in manchester a while back they went to doTERRA two star in bethnal green and there's been a few others as well. I can't remember mm-hmm. off my head. They're targeting them because they know it'll get headlines. Yeah. That, that's yeah, yeah. that's what we're talking about it now. But, yeah, uh, exactly. I think you know, people say like no press is bad, like no press is bad, bad press, but I don't know whether that's necessary. I haven't seen true, anyone like, apart from them speak about this positively. Yeah, so no, exactly. I, I, again, it's like, I, I just think it's not about the message. I think their tactics are wrong. If you just piss off the people you want to get on board, mm. then you're not going to get them on board, yeah, exactly. are you? Yeah, and if your, if your belief is about, you know, meat, killing the planet, etc., then regardless of whether that's right or wrong, that's a different debate. You're targeting the wrong people. Yeah. Like, we're talking about small restaurants catering for a small amount of people yeah. using the, the best, best high quality yeah. welfare farm if it, they're doing very very little or the opposite damage to the environment absolutely like the irony is that if their point isn't about necessarily just killing animals in the yeah. black and white sense it's more about an environmental thing then if anything places like Adams are closer to on their side yeah, 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 exactly. Which is the irony exactly. of it. They're closer to being on their side of it going, yeah, we agree. We are, we are only using the very best organically sourced meat there is and in a sustainable manner. We're not just grabbing it off a supermarket shelf. Yeah. So it's like, that's but the they, irony. They know if they went to a big, a big corporate uh, machine like a McDonald's or a Burger King and sat there, no one yeah. would give a shit. Yeah, yeah, true. So, and plus the difference with it is in, it's why, you know, small businesses and, you know, for other reasons, we do get um, perhaps a bit more focus on us in like these high-end restaurants is because we're reachable yeah. as people. There's a person who's behind that. Yeah. Your big industries, there's not. Yeah. You might be able, you'll be able to find the CEO's name, but no one gives a shit. Yeah, that's that? so true, so actually. It's just at McDonald's, at Burger King, at KFC. Uh, yeah. You know, that's it. You're fighting this brand. It's almost untouchable. In court. Yeah, they'll eat you up. Reserves, like they can email me directly they can speak to me directly like yeah. or adam they can tweet him they can yeah that's um, so true get in touch with him in so many different ways it's like because you're you're even though you're essentially a small business 
you've got massive clout and loads of following. Yeah. So it's like a perfect- and easy accessible. Yeah, it's yeah. a perfect antidote, antidote for that. It is, yeah, it is. And it's a shame. And, you know, if I'm honest, I worry when, I haven't heard about it for a while, but I know it was happening at the end of last year. Can't remember the other restaurants, but when I read into this Adams one on Sunday, because it was only Saturday night, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this Saturday, yeah. They were targeting restaurants that don't serve vegans. And we very explicitly say on the website, we don't serve vegans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, you know, as you know, I've been pretty outspoken <laughs> yeah. before. So, I, you know, in some ways I worry have I made myself a target. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. You know, we're, we're in the same vein of all these restaurants. That we've got, yeah. You know, Mission Star, small restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a profile. Yeah, you got a red cape on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, yeah. How would you I, handle it, do you think, if people... You I know, don't want to incriminate myself before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would be, it would be unnerving because it's like, yeah, you've got, so you've got the kitchen staff that are doing what, you know, you've got the front of house staff, you have a maitre d' that's probably very experienced, maybe some young, younger waiters, waitresses. Mm. Like, what, it's, it's an very, awkward, It's an unprecedented thing to handle because, yeah. you know, yeah, in this industry we do used to dealing with drunk people, difficult situations, but mm. this is totally totally different you know this is you know people coming in and i don't you know just being sitting there doing nothing aggressive or threatening specifically they were they were just sat there with placards so it's like it's one of those where it's like they're not they're not being loud or they're not like punching people but it's just an awkward yeah thing for everybody and other people just sat there having can you imagine someone like i know this is like not necessarily true but there could have been a couple there and like the guy was planning to propose. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's just like, and this, oh, this has killed it. This has killed the mood. There's, pe- there's people that have saved for ages. Yeah. It's not, we are not full of rich and famous people. Mm. You know, we get yeah, good people point. with good money and we get it's a lot of middle-class people. Special and occasion. the irony of it is, majority of those people, anecdotally, that are protesting are all privileged middle-class anyway. Mm. You know, and being vegan is quite a privilege um, yeah, yeah, decision right. you can make. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's some, it's a choice. It's not a decision because it means have. to an end, is it? It's a privilege. Yeah, it's to a lifestyle. Be able to choose that. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. Um, so that that's the irony behind it. But if I was a customer in a restaurant and it happened, I I think being from the industry and you know my stance on things, I would I would struggle being a customer. Even if I was mm. at my table and it's happening the other side, I'd struggle to not get involved. Really? I think. Yeah. 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 So some just to try and support them. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, especially yeah. if I saw it was a small restaurant and they were struggling with it, I'd be like, I've got your back. Oh, mm, yeah, you fair. know, let's see what we can do. Yeah, you fair. Know. It's so hard though, because obviously you don't want to and can't like manhandle them. Do you, no, if you engage I have in com- seen that. Have you? And nothing come of it. It was, yeah, the videos of, I won't say the restaurant, but they were, yeah, literally the chef was just like throwing them on the street. No way. Yeah, I just oh, felt like God. giving them a stand innovation. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that West Ham guy the other night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> after the game. Um, but like, it's I, I, I've not checked, but are they, they're not bra- are they breaking the law by entering into a restaurant and just sat down at a table they've not booked? Well, it's not, it's I mean, weird considering one, the it? fact you can get the police in and the police can turp them off, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, it must be. There I'm must be something. It yeah, it's like unwelcome. Yeah, and... I don't know what it would be classed as, but as an operator of any sort of business, you've the right to refuse anybody and you yeah. don't have to give them a reason. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So that's pubs, restaurants, anything like that. You can just say, you're not welcome. You don't have to tell them why. Fair. Um, so it must come under something like that. Somebody mm-hmm. else might know the law better than, than God, me. That's but, nuts. I mean, the police station's right behind us here. So if it happens. <laughs> Ideal. Yeah. Ideal, yeah. <laughs> just a caveat if anyone's got any ideas out might, there. Um, yeah, they might get around here before I go full Red Ross. Like. <laughs> that's Red Ross. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really, I mean, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, we, we, we were WhatsApping about it the other day, but it, yeah, it just feels like the wrong target. And the irony to me is, yeah, that there's the loads of people that agree that we should mm. more sustainably manage and source meat for the, yeah. for the benefit of the planet, regardless of how you feel about killing animals or not. Yeah. So I don't there's know, a whole other debate yeah. and you're just putting your opinion on someone else and saying that your opinion is right and theirs is wrong. Yeah. Neither of us are right or wrong in terms of the, the moral side of it, really. It's, yeah. I think it's a it's big gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, so imposing that, it's, it's yeah. you know, even if they're doing it for an environmental reason, you know, that they're, they're wrong because of the restaurants they're, they're associated Targeting. with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very they knew. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, right, let's move on to slightly more lighthearted subjects. But again, another article. This came out in The Guardian the other day, and there was like Grace Dent and Jay Rayner weighing in on this about puddings in restaurants. We thought this was quite apt after we did our top five puddings the other day, number one of which for Paul's was a chocolate tart. Yes, right? winner. Uh, Jay Rayner said that um, he, he's basically sort of calling out, not the industry, but calling out also like the mentality of restaurants and around puddings, how it can be a bit of an afterthought. There's maybe always been a bit of scent. There's been, people would say that, have said that over time. It's not a new thing necessarily. That. Yes. But then also with the staffing issues, is it pastry chefs as well specifically that are really hard to source? And that's why it's also becoming a bit of an issue. Um, he said that rather delving into painstaking sugar work, laminated pastry, tempering chocolate, modern kitchens are more likely to serve you mousses, ice cream, an arrangement of fruits, yogurts, creams, and crumbles. Um, which he says Riley refers to a, a few creamy things in a bowl is the yeah. best you can get in a few places. Yeah, um, Jay Rayner spoke about this for a while because yeah. he likes a pudding. Yeah. And um, I mean, he came here, he's given me two great reviews, but when he came here, he had a dessert. We don't do pudding puddings as much as I love them. Yeah. Um, but I, I was very aware of it that he's had he had had a big campaign even like six mm. years ago then about you know bring puddings back to restaurants yeah, yeah. and sometimes like if we put them on it being congruent with what we do I want to give someone a great dish regardless of whether it is yeah. sometimes we might do something like that up here or it might be things put together that are just beautiful array of different textures yeah um, yeah and he he actually wrote in the review I can't remember exactly but I'll have to go back and have a look <laughs> where he enjoyed the pudding but it was kind of those things and then saved the day with having it was a shoe bun at the end oh, yeah, yeah. which no one was like really doing much of at the time in, sure. in restaurants so we did the shoe bun with the custard, custard and stuff. It, yeah, so exactly. he loved it having something that was a thing or a pastry yeah. and some pastry skill um, so for us it's more of um, we manage our menu in a way that that fits in with what we do mm-hmm. and there, there is definitely a shortage of highly skilled pastry chefs but for us we wouldn't need one right it would you know it would it would just be weird i want all of my chefs to do all sections i think it's really important mm. but if you're in a big five-star hotel it can't work like that it's it's a separate, separate almost thing. a separate department really yeah. Yeah, yeah. like and, and so that, much more involved in it because it's a different it's like it's the difference between like cooking and baking is it's it's this thing of it's a bit more sciencey but it's a whole new kit you need more different equipment more fridges more like it's a different whole mentality they're yeah, like the goalkeepers diff- yes yes yes, yes. yes. That is exactly it's, it. it's yeah it's still football but it's it's different <laughs> Yeah, and they're different mentality, different people. Yeah, yeah, and that's I'm, funny. How would you characterise a pastry chef? Yeah, oh, I don't know. The... I don't want to upset any. <laughs> no, I've I've done a lot of pastry. I would never say I'm a pastry chef. Yeah. Uh, I've done enough to get a really good ground in. Uh-huh. Um, but it tend to be generally more organised work. It's a, it's more of a science, isn't it? It, look, well, it looks like it to me. Yeah, I mean, it's measuring more specifically. Savory not... side has become more like that. Mm. So like, I heart back to when I started cooking, when it was like, like pastry chefs were always cleaner, more organized, um, more more gentle, more delicate, and just, just nicer, really. <laughs> yeah, and I sure. think that's why the whole, you know, that whole um, sexist chef would be like, oh, gill pastry. Oh, gill pastry. really? Put them in there. That's nice. That's easy. Whereas in the savory side it's always been associated with heat fire fast yeah, yeah. understand doing things off the cuff yeah, yeah. and just just knowing and it's more of a cooking with a feeling rather than following and precision i like to cook yeah, yeah it's not always about precision just yeah. following recipe to gram it's understanding it and living in the moment with yes, it yeah so that's kind of the difference but yeah i think yeah i've never thought that before but they're definitely like the goalkeepers yeah that's brilliant compared to the football i love that analogy yeah so do you think it's become because it's interesting you say that because i remember seeing like on masterchef professionals and stuff monica galetti will often say when they're doing the skills tests you know right it's a tartatan and i'll go oh it's like do you not have you not done pastry and she'll make a really point that you need you know for all chefs it should be an all-round thing it should just be a one or if you can't make a tartatan it's not good enough yeah it's not good enough at all if it's like running a pastry kitchen in a big hotel that's different but mm. you know and or if it was like fancy sugar work and chocolate work then again that's that's very more specialist different. but yeah. if you're talking about a, 
any chef should be able to nail all those classic desserts yeah. to to that sort of level. Yeah. It's not good enough for them to go in there and say, oh, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. fair. I completely understand that. The other thing I did think of from the other side of it, and I don't know whether it does add fuel to the fire, but I've definitely been guilty of this. I will go out to dinner and maybe I've not eaten much that day because I'm really excited about going out to dinner. Mm. Not, not, a, not a taster menu thing because you, you, you're having everything that's coming, aren't you? You're just mm. along for the ride. But say I'm going to like nice pub dinner and I'm just, I'm hungry, but I'm over, I get overexcited. So yeah. I go in with the intention of, I'm having three courses. Yeah. Then I order a starter, then I have a mains and it's a pub and it's a massive burger and chips. Or it's about, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm all right. Yeah. And I cop out. Yeah. Does that add fuel to the because it, it's it's sometimes an afterthought for the guest as well. So yeah, there's this element of yeah. oh, we'll leave that. Well, you know, if I'm hungry later, I'll grab some ice cream from the freezer at home. Or yeah, well, it's definitely multifaceted. There's lack, lack of skills. There's different styles of restaurants and yeah. uh, different styles of um, you know kitchens and the way they operate. And the guests, I've never really thought about it from that point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. puts puddings in a different spot. But maybe that's why because especially in America, it always feels like puddings is its own thing. And there are quite a lot of restaurants that are like pudding only restaurants or ice cream. Yeah. parlors and stuff like it doesn't really happen in the same to the same level it feels in this country it doesn't I mean they're called dessert restaurants here but they're just shit they're all shit <laughs> they, they serve waffles covered in fucking sugar and yeah. shit they're, yeah, they're yeah. okay waffles but they're packet mix <laughs> or it's um, just pancakes if they, it's not there's no art dessert art restaurants yeah, yeah yeah like people there's a few around here in Warwickshire and, oh yeah it's a dessert restaurant it's not yeah it's not they serve ice cream waffles and pancakes yeah that you know and it's huge yeah, and gross 2000 calorie you come plates. out shaking after yeah <laughs> yeah they're not dessert restaurants no fair mm. ah puddings soft spot for puddings bloody love them uh right let's move on to uh let's should we, let's do top fives we've got some correspondence to do at the end but let's yeah. do top fives next i'm really excited by this one so i set paul the challenge last week of doing his top five most overrated either dishes or ingredients you can sort of take it in whichever way you want um I've only got, it's, it's hard well, to... I've done a mixture of both dishes and ingredients. Great. Okay, yeah. cool. There's, a, there's only one that I think I know will be on there, but otherwise this is quite... And you said last week you could have like 20. Yeah. but And that's what I've got a lot of honourable mentions. That, right. And I'll try and explain why I've maybe not put them in. Okay. And some, it's just like, yeah, they're just in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, awesome. Where do you want to start? Um, so I'll go with honourable mentions, really. Yep. Some are personal. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, it's your top five. <laughs> and this, is, this is your... Okay, so they're all factual then, because yeah. it's my top five. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. So, honourable mentions, food colouring. Oh, Especially yeah. in savoury dishes. I don't like in them in savoury Why would it be? People do. What for? I've heard, like, I remember Laura telling me as well, I won't say where it was, but she worked somewhere where the chef kept, the chef kept fucking the pea puree and was putting green food colouring in it. What? Like how you fuck a pea puree, I don't know. You have to, you know, you can overcook peas. So it goes a bit yellowy. And it tastes shit, but yeah. it's still green. Yeah. So what was he doing to it? Oh my um, God. Yeah, and he kept sneaking the, that. But when I started at Mallory, I got rid of all of it out of the pastry as well. Because the macaroons were all fucking funky colours. And it just looked weird to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like some of it looked a bit muted, the colours in the autumn, winter and a bit beige. But I didn't care. Like I hate just yeah. colour for the Artificial, sake of it. Artificial, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just well, I can't I believe like the it. idea of anyone using it in a savoury dish. Well, York, Yorkshire rhubarb, like people will sometimes, they'll poach it with like maybe even grenadine for the colour. So the alcohol grenadine mm. for the colour. So Yorkshire rhubarb has already got a fantastic colour, but they want it redder. Oh, man. Like, and it's just, it's no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. It I just... Thought, I, never, I never see behind the curtain, but a lot of curry houses... I've heard I've yeah. heard chefs say right the difference between this curry this curry this curry and this curry the spice blend yeah. is all slightly different on all of them yeah. but essentially they all sort of look the same sort of brownish colour yeah whereas you go to a lot of curry houses and those five dishes like one's bright yellow one's pink one's yeah. do you know what I mean you got like, like tikka masala sometimes is glowing it's, glo it's, it's literally yeah. like yeah it's how what is in this it's colouring right it has to be yeah, so the so next honourable mention is baked beans. Just that no. I just think they're fucking dog food. It's yeah, yeah, awful. Can't Overrated. Get with it. Should never be on a breakfast. <laughs> never. It's the smell and the flavour. Interesting. Just, I can't since remember I was a kid. About that, I've never you? liked it. So ever. like a classic last minute. Oh, I can't be asked to cook tonight. Beans on toast. <sighs> no. <sighs> no. Honestly, the, the smell. Really? Awful. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, so they're over. I would, I would take all the... I don't mind beans, but I would, I'd happily never have them again. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would never, so I'm with you there. I think they are. Oh, okay. And, and they're, they're good in terms of they're overrated because they are universally, I feel like they are beloved yeah. by people that love baked beans. They are loved. Oh, they are. Yeah. 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 I, my, I reckon my mum. so basic. I reckon my mum, in the last five to six years of her life, she was having baked beans four times a week. Oh, really? She, like, it was like her favourite thing in the no world. Way. And it, because it was quick and easy, but it was just yeah. like, she loved it. So people and, love and it. Americans take the piss. I've seen videos on TikTok of like, you guys have beans on toast. So I'm with the Americans on that. It's I, weird. I didn't think about that. Baked beans on toast is the thing in America then. Not, Probably not. Not like that. I mean, they have their beans in different guises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Wow. So, no. Good one. That's not even in the top five. No. The next one I'd say is, um, I quite like this ingredient. But you think it's overrated? Overrated saffron. saffron. It's massively overrated. Um, not, not that much in this country. Like you can't have a good paella with it. Without it, sorry. Yeah. Um, so you need it, but people do overkill with it. In, in certain parts of the country, in the world, they absolutely love it. And it's so expensive. I think mm. that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. I understand why it's expensive because it's a nightmare to yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it's a very labor intensive. So that bumps the price up massively. Mm-hmm. So just on that basis, that's why I didn't want to go in my top five because yeah, you know, I quite like it. Yeah, yeah, it's but just over, not like overrated it for what, for what for it's, it's like judging it against its value and it's like, is it worth that much? Is yeah, it, like, and it's thrown in the mix of this luxury ingredient. Yeah. I don't see it as a luxury ingredient. People use it for the sake of it too, don't they? Because it's known to be a luxury. It's yeah. like weird, like saffron ice cream. on that value like, oh, to it. Like, yeah. yeah. God's sake, no, get it out of here. Uh, this one. Still, still on honourable mentions, though. Still on honourable okay. mentions. Yeah, we've got three more honourable mentions. <laughs> this is a top 10. Um, okay. So this one, this is banned from salt for staff food from day one. And someone bought it in one, they bought it from the shop and I was just fuming. Go on. I didn't have a go on, but it just wound me up. Yeah. Penne pasta. Like, oh, hate it. Wow. You know how much I love pasta. Yeah, right? I did not see that coming. Cannot get on with penne pasta. Why? Just hate, hate it. It's very difficult to explain. And I've got in the new book, I've got a Garganelli, which is quite similar. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. <laughs> that is mental. Um, just got a big bowl of penne. I'm like, no, it just... Fills that me with like, just fascinating sadness. What? Yeah. Well, it's it must be not linked great to... to wheat. It doesn't catch the sauce. It's just not. It doesn't it... catch the sauce. No. Yeah. It's yeah. Just the, the texture's never quite right. However, you cook it. Yeah. With the garganelli, I'll do it sometimes up here, and it's a different shape. Garganelli is like it's a tube, but it's pointed at the end yeah. and like wrapped over, and the, but the lines go the other way. Yeah. Because it's based on the trachea. I think it translates oh, as right. trachea, so it's basically like your windpipe. Yeah. Yeah basically. Um, but I'll do a small dish of it, maybe four of them with some like, I think it's braised oxtail or something that's with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a small dish, but a big bowl of penne. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Not allowed to stuff it. It's not allowed in the building. <laughs> I did not know that. I won't that's have it at home. My kids love it. I won't have it. <laughs> no. You can have any type of pasta, wow. any shape of pasta in the world. I'll even make it and roll it, but that I'm not having hilarious. penne. hilarious. Fair. Yeah. And but again, it's just personal. But it's probably one of the most popular. Yeah dried pastas yeah like, and I, that might be why just seeing it overrated. is god it's so boring like there's yeah. so much it's out boring, there yeah. and it doesn't catch the sauce like, that's why i love like fusely and stuff yeah because the spirals and stuff it like it feels like it it gathers all that sauce up whereas yeah. honey it feels like it just runs off of it yeah you know i mean so good one good one still honorable mentions honorable men- matcha green tea it's hot water. <laughs> it's hot water. That, that's it. And it looks green and lovely. Like some green teas, I'll have. It's not like like how I feel about beans. Like mm. that disgusting. It's yeah. oh, that's all right. Me and Esme had some when we went to um, sushi together, and it's it's relatively pleasant. Yeah, it's just. But it is what it is. It's no. It's not like breakfast tea. It's got loads of flavour and comfort. Yeah, it's to not it. got much flavour. It's no. And green. That's green tea in general. But matcha tastes the same. Just looks greener. Yeah. And people put it in desserts. Well, it's green. This, this is the thing. It's the ma- match is a nice, cool sounding name. It's got that power, that that really bright, like pungent grime. So, yeah. so it's as much a, an effect than it is a flavour, isn't it? Almost, mm. especially in dessert context, which it seems to be very popular to be using it in desserts. Yeah. Feels like it comes up quite a lot. Yeah, but no, I think that's good. And then last, last, last door. Door. this kind of links to the first one. I can't wait for the top five. Red, red velvet cake. Like what? You yeah, what, what the fuck is it? It's a chocolate cake with frosting. What are you making it red for? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think there's some, I don't know much about it or it's history because I don't care about it, obviously. Yeah. But it's, there's something where originally it wasn't used for like, food colouring for it. I don't know what it is, but now it's obviously, you see it in all your coffee shops, red velvet cake. Yeah. Like, it's not velvet. 
because it's not velvety. It's yeah. just a chocolatey sponge with frosting. Yeah, it is, yeah. Go, Ooh, red velvet cake. Fuck off. That is hilarious. Uh, it's chocolate, that's some great timing. Cake. And I, I can't believe I've, I forgot to talk about this, but a friend of mine got married two weeks ago. Yeah. They had a three-tier cake. Yeah. It was red velvet cake. <laughs> but honestly, I'm not just saying this. It was one of the nicest wedding cakes I've ever had. It was delicious. Yeah. And it was quite dark. And I was like, oh, it's red velvet cake. And I remember turning to Hay and going, what is red velvet? Like, what is it? And, yeah. like, and we were all just like, oh, I don't know. It's just sort of cake, isn't it? Yeah, just make We it don't red. really know yeah. what it is. What is it? Like, like, it can be. Is it always chocolate? Sure, enjoyable. Is that, is that always I, chocolate? I, I think just, so. I know not much about it's it. It's a weird I, one. I just, yeah, just that fascination of like, being a reddish cake and it's having its own name yeah it's own nobody name. knows what it is it's it just, just it, it, cake. it proves to you that it's just like branding and marketing is everything yeah exactly it? hype is the word everything. velvet yeah. sells a bit of luxury absolutely you can buy it in nero for two quid or something yeah. but and the, the the quality of the cake is down to who's made it and how they've made it so it could yeah. be a beautiful sponge yeah. nice frosting mm-hmm. this brilliant shit but people are like no but it's red velvet yeah mm. <laughs> same as oh I've thought of another one. Go on. This should be this should be in the top five. <laughs> Colin the Caterpillar. The <laughs> gross. It's the worst yeah. sponge. It's heavy, horrible sponge. That should be in the top five. So that's but top that's not a cake. Mention. But people get own... so excited. Oh, birthday! I've got a Colin the Caterpillar. It's shit. It's really my kids like but it. That's... They're allowed to because they haven't got a palate. It's because it's linked to nostalgia, though, isn't it? Because they had it when they were a kid. Yeah, I mean, I it's did. Not... I don't remember it being about when I was. A oh, kid. I did. I did. My age, like, are mad for it. I got loads of photos of me and my mates when we were like having yeah. McDonald's ball pit pies. Uh, that's fair enough if it's linked to nostalgia. I think that's what it is. Because it's just an like, average so bit shit. of shit, isn't it? It's so you just take the sponge on its own. It's dry little cardboard. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Good one. Right. Okay, so now well, we need to actually get to the top this is, five. This might be the best one we've ever done, which we've not even got to it yet, and they're brilliant so <laughs> far. all my pet hates of <laughs> yeah. food out, and there's probably more, like, they just come to me. Yeah, yeah, okay. So number five, this one, I don't dislike this, yeah. like, specifically. It's it's fine, I'll have it. I think I had some last night. Okay. Oh. Uh, sriracha. Ooh, People get so carried away, but there's so many better hot sauces out there. Yeah, yeah. And again, down to marketing, branding, People like get excited about it. That oh, need my sriracha on my poached egg and avocado. Sriracha mayo. Yeah, sriracha mayo. Like, and you know yeah. it's fine. <laughs> that that is all it is. Yeah, it's a fermented hot sauce with like some vinegar and stuff in. It's basic, yeah. basic bitch sauce. <laughs> basic. And yeah, you know, people going around like it was a big hipster thing, and people were having mini sriracha bottles on their key rings. Oh, I've got to what? Have my sriracha with me. Oh Honestly, you look that God, up. God, no. Grab my sriracha with me. Fuck oh, off. what? Is it like your insulin? I'm going to keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I did not know that. Yeah. It, but, it, yeah, it's not about I don't like it. It's like, it's basic, it's simple. Again, this epitomizes just what hype and branding can exactly. do. Like, it's unbelievable. Because actually, the content is not. Because sriracha, as far as I'm aware, that's not the. You know the bottle I'm on about with the green top. Yeah. That's not the brand. No. Like, sriracha sure. is the, the source. You can yeah. have many different types, types of sriracha. Of yeah, 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 yeah. But there's that one brand everyone goes for. Uh-huh. It's so basic. Fuck it. But, you know, there's so many better. And there's small producers around. When I went to. Um, where was it last year? Almitopia. Uh-huh. There's about 20 hot sauce makers, all small producers, like stunning. You know, chipotle's and all these different sauces Lovely. there's so much to it so, so it's basic bitch sauce yeah that's great really yeah. good one i've not thought about it like that before yeah but, but you know on the table i'll it. have it it's yeah. fine it's fine it's just fine. just overrated yeah great one great one this is brilliant number four hit me kombucha no one likes that <laughs> nobody likes it i have never had some it's horrible. I don't know what. Nobody what does likes it, it taste like? If you like? drink it for your health, then fair enough. Like what for is, your, your gut health. It's like fermented. It's it like, like fermented? it tastes kind of whatever you've done the flavour of with a back end of malt vinegar. Oh, That's Christ. It. Nobody likes it. No. But it's another one of those things. It's a restaurant slot. Oh, every restaurant's doing it. I'm doing it. And all these restaurants, oh, they're doing that on Instagram. I'll do that. Kombucha. Oh, we make our own kombucha. So what? <sighs> wasting your time. It's shit. <laughs> And now it's gone big yeah. and they're becoming it's commercial. Like you can commercialize get and they're not proper kombuchas in no, terms of like, obviously not. You yeah. know, the, the, I don't know how they do them on mass, but you should make it with like this Scooby bacteria thing. Yeah, you ha- do you like hang it for a lot? Is it like that um, sort of no, thing? it's Scooby. Boil it. I've never made it. Yeah, because I wouldn't waste my time. But <laughs> it's like this kind of jelly thing that sits on top as uh, it ferments. Right. Um, it's so 
so bad. I've never had a good one. I've had them in great restaurants. Yeah. I've had like mass ones. One of our drink suppliers, our beer suppliers, they made their own one. And I never went to the launch because they did a kombucha launch. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> I'd rather stick a fork in my eye. Um, That's and Laura and Jack, old Jack went and like for the day and they bought some back. I was like, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Nobody likes it. <laughs> I, I can believe you I've never but I've never had the yearning to try it either because I yeah. just it just looks like a sort of a almost tarted up medicine yeah like, it this could, zero any day this could, it's like experimental medicine. this could be good for your gut that's about it yeah hopefully it'll be alright flavour wise that's as good as they could sell it to me yeah. but I'm not I don't but again down to that like that mass everyone yeah. and that's what a lot of things happen this is what we're discussing in this top fives we are discovering that hype and branding is what leads to an overrated ingredient yeah and she's she marketing saying, yeah. saying it's great because they've been told it's great yeah and yeah. other people are doing it or and it's great because, restaurants are doing it so it's great it's the whole thing of it's like so authority marketing people mm. the genius thing about authority marketing is people love being the authority yeah so like i go to my i discover in my mind kombucha yeah. I go to my mates. Oh, have you had kombucha? No. Oh, you've not had kombucha. <laughs> like, do you know what it's like? And that's straight away. So now behind, I've yeah. invented it to my to my peers. I'm yeah. the inventor of it. And that's authority marketing. Like that's how yes, yeah. hype breeds because you you're the one that passes it on. Like I invented Simon told me about this kombucha. Like we yeah. love the idea of our egos being stroked by it. Yeah, it's that's, nuts. that's great. That's great what point. Go on then, number three. So number three, and this isn't a, like a, a bad one, but they are seriously overrated. And I understand why they're priced to what they are. So Wagyu burgers, Ooh, right? Okay. So I love Wagyu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I was going to say, like, you... I fully understand the process and the reasons it's cost so much. But the reason it has such a great texture and flavor is because of all the, the, the intramuscular fat. Yeah. Obviously, it spreads apart the grains, like just to the meat fibers, so it's more tender, just to put it in like layman terms. Mm-hmm. Um, when you mince it, you're getting a benefit of that. You get quite a fatty burger. Mm-hmm. But obviously, because the beast is so expensive, it's really expensive. Yeah. But people sell it as, oh, Wagyu burger. Wagyu burger. You know, give me like a dry age, just quality piece of beef, um, you know, mince down into burger any day over a Wagyu burger. Interesting. Again, it's like hyping you, up, yeah, oh, yeah. this is Wagyu burger. Yeah, but that's, you can't put that in the same fucking vein as a piece of Wagyu, like right. barbecued or poached piece of Wagyu or something, or yeah, t- yeah. Wagyu tartar. You just can't, completely different. I, I never knew that. That's great insight. It, it, I had no idea that that would compromise it. So I, I, when I was a commie, it made me think of this. When I was a commie, I was working in like this, I wasn't even a commie, I was at college, I was working at this shit hotel in Coventry. And I think we'd run out of burgers and the head chef, who was Pony, he was like, <laughs> we use Phillips, like put it in the robo coop. He's going to be the best burgers ever because it's Phillip. And I never said anything then, but I was just straight away. I was like, no, because yeah. you've just blended a Phillip. Yeah. You've ruined all its quality and you've just got a lean yeah. shit. No fat in it. So no flavor. flavor. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the flavour are good and, you know, they can be all right. Yeah. But Wagyu burgers. It's the, the name not Wagyu. Sell, yeah, it's yeah. that. They're just selling it off the name. So they're overrated. Yeah, that's really good. That's yeah. a good one. Because I'm learning. That's yeah. why I'm, this is this is great. Okay, number two. Now, number two, this is the one I think you might yeah. know. Gold leaf. Yeah, gold yeah, leaf. I, I, I thought that might be number one, but we because yeah. we it's come up before. But what a load of fucking nonsense! <laughs> no. What is going I mean, on? I think I remember when we spoke about it before on the pod. It, um, it's like just close your eyes, breathe in. <laughs> there's the flavour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the, the, fresh air. Oh, you the, can't even feel it on your tongue. Like honestly, the uh, the epitome. Like if you looked, I would love to look in a dictionary at the. The, the epitome of style over substance. Yeah. And all it should say is gold leaf. <laughs> yeah, no other words. I don't need anything else to d- yeah. define style over substance. It's gold yeah. leaf. Yeah. I, I mean, and I'm all for paying more, paying loads of money for luxury and something quality, but that's money for nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Especially when that twat Salt Bay wraps oh, up a whole fucking tomahawk fucking in it or a burg. Wraps up a Wagyu burger in it or something. Do you reckon he is having a big old laugh behind the scenes? Do you reckon he's a lovely guy who knows what he's doing? He's just like, I'm fucking milking these No, I, I, I think he <laughs> believes his own hype. Do you reckon? Especially on the World Cup final day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he won, didn't he? Shadowing <laughs> fucking Messi. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking, simp. Yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah. There's not much to say about Goldleaf, is there? No, just, I think and we've covered it a lot. And 
you know, if you don't agree, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah agreed. So the number one, right, again, okay. I don't have a huge disdain for this, but, but they are so overrated Ooh. and still, and they've continued through the years. It's a souffle. Oh, wow. Like, okay, yeah. To me, they're just so dull. Yeah. Like, yeah. like okay, a chocolate one can be quite enjoyable-ish. Mm-hmm. It can be like, oh, that's all right. Sure. But it's one texture. Yeah. It's hot, eggy mousse. Yeah. Like, um, a chocolate one is a bit better because you can't, generally, if it's made right, you can't taste the egginess. Mm-hmm. But it's still now, people are like, wow. <laughs> like it's whisking egg whites yeah. and putting it in the oven it's not hard well they they make it out on like your master chefs your whatevers as if it's like the epitome of the hardest thing you can do in the, the kitchen it's nowhere near the hardest but, thing but you they can do, do make it out like that like yeah. have you are you souffles going oh you're not going to try the soup many a contestant has fallen at this hurdle trying to do a souffle yeah. that's how they did it and th- th- there's obviously a lot of risk attached to it because you've got to get the egg whites right yeah. And one of the main reasons souffles rise, a lot of people don't know, is it's water evaporation, not just the egg, uh, not just the air in the egg. It's both, both give. It's because the same reason Yorkshire puddings rise. You don't put air in Yorkshire pudding, do you? But they no. rise massively. That's water heating up. That's um, interesting. Rising. So that's a big, the egg, egg white and whatever other moisture's in there as well. Milk that's on. what's helping to give the souffle oh, rise. Wow. So yeah, there's obviously a lot of things that can go wrong and yeah. it's not something that will ever hold but is it worth no. that? No. Is it the hardest thing to do? No. Like, no. Wow. Yeah. And so many That's people now, they may come with like, you know, when I used to make them at Le Manuel, we used to make them loads and made them properly. And they were right. You know, passion free ones. They're okay. Yeah. That, and that's where it is with me. It's okay. Mm. It's not worth all this money. We did um, proper traditional creme patisserie base. So it gives it a little bit more substance. Yeah. So you make your creme patisserie and then Ooh, you lovely, know, you'll flavor yeah. that and then you'll whisk your egg whites and that's yeah. your souffle. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people now they'll do, they'll just use fruit purees, cook it down with some corn flour. And sometimes they taste very eggy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah sure. I used to, when I started at Mallory, it was terrible. I took it straight off the menu. Mm. Again, it was incongruent with my food, but sort of straight off the menu, used to buy, these rhubarb purees in Yorkshire rhubarb season and it was greeny brown cook it right down red yeah. food colouring <laughs> corn flour <laughs> and then with some egg whites and I tasted one it was terrible yeah. just taste of egg and it was this bright pink it's like this Dreadful. puree coming greeny brown it's garden rhubarb boron yeah. like what 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 are you doing that is nuts yeah yeah, and they're just, but people are, ooh. Yeah, 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 they are. Now, yeah. get that if it was like, fuck me, that yeah. tastes incredible. But yeah. Style over substance. Yeah, again. it's just, it is. And it's been there for years. And it's a little, it takes a little bit of skill. But once you know how to, what the egg whites look like. Yeah. And the oven's right. It's, it's not that hard. No, that's so true. Uh, and it's, it maybe falls into the category of, there are some people that go to certain restaurants and they expect to see stuff like soufflés and yeah. gold leaf on a menu. Exactly. Because then that, that lives up to the expectation of, yes, we're in this place, they will do a souffle and it'll be fucking amazing. And, and that was a battle I had with the manager when I was at um, Mallory Court as well, because I took souffle off. And he's like, no, people come in, they expect, they expect to see it. That. They and expect like, well, it, yeah. Well, let's like smash their expectations and do something else. Definitely. Like, that they'll be more impressed with. Yeah. What, why do we have to? It's like, you have to always have a souffle on. So yeah. telling me that, the worst thing was straight uh, off. Yeah, exactly. Like, never yeah. had one on again. <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. No. They said that to you. But like, talking about how easy they are, like, when we did them at Le Manoir, we used to do like 50 at a time for a banquet yeah. and they were like right angles. But we had this this system where you would make them up an hour before service, mm. yeah, pop them in the freezer and then they'd come out in the oven. Say it's 50 people, you'd do put a third in the oven, wait a few minutes, put the next third in the oven, wait a few minutes, put the next third in. So then you take a tray out. As you're serving them, the next ones are ready. As you're serving them, then it all go out absolutely perfect. perfect. Just, yeah. So if you can smash it out, two of you like that. That's a, true. A banquet of 50. And they are like right angles. Yeah. Like Benoit Blin, he's shit hot at stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great overrated one, the souffle. Yeah. That's properly so. good. And also, I think there are so because of what it's, tr- what it's trying to do, and you know, you could have it with a creme pat, you could have it with, you know, a, I would just, in every circumstance, flavor-wise, rather have just a, a sponge pudding of some kind yeah, that yeah. is a thicker denser but got more texture texture depth of flavor to it and and you could add other stuff to it and it can carry mm. that with custard or with i'd rather have that i'd rather have a spotted dick a oh, good hope yeah. made with like you know proper with suet or so i'd rather have that over any souffle with custard absolutely absolutely and there are very 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 few that kind of i could be like okay that kind of is okay and it's is it's chocolate or maybe 
passion fruit might, because you need something to cook through all that volume of egg. Yeah, yeah. It can so taste true. so scrambled eggy, like vanilla ones, always taste of egg. Yeah. Like I've had chefs cook them in competitions and they've nailed them in that, but like doing Grand Marnier ones, it's a bit of Grand Marnier in there. I can taste egg white omelette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, no, you put it like that. Yeah. Overrated. Perfect. Cool. You smashed that. That's one of my favorites we've done. Yes. Um, what you got for me? I've, I've been struggling for you. I keep going through these lists. Yeah, I've got so keep many. going through. I was looking through them again. I decided earlier. Go on. And then I've changed my mind again. Okay. So I, I think something around like the your favorite chocolate bars and snacks. Not just chocolate bars. Oh, I think okay. that's a bit limiting. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate bars and snacks. Yeah. Is that like, confectionery? Confectionery. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could include like sweet, savory sweet. into that if you wanted, maybe. No, no, or, no. or you could keep it all sweet. Chocolate bars and sweets, do, maybe. Do you have to... You go into a shell garage, you look right as you're queuing. Does it have to exist there? It's got to be easy, accessible, mass-produced yeah. type You'll be thing. able to buy yeah. it in a garage. Buy in a garage, yeah, yeah. yeah. any town centre. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, cool. perfect. That's, that's yeah. I, I mean, I'll have, to, I'll have a lot of honourable mentions with that because I'm a fiend for, <laughs> fiend for snacks and chocolate bars. Yeah, that's like a buffet at a garage, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's just you dangerous. You have to walk past it to pay for your petrol. I almost can't look. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> literally dreadful okay um, thanks so much for your reviews we've got a couple more here which were great we had Ed T on Spotify you can now leave reviews on Spotify oh can you that's great I, I didn't know you couldn't before I don't know how you do it oh, but right. you can because Ed, Ed T found a way he said love the pod listen for a bit very good in joke there I used to work at a oh this is good actually we were talking about puddings the other day with this I used to work at a hotel where we took the leftover croissants and pano chocolates from breakfast and made them into the bread and butter puddings. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Love the idea I mean, of that. Croissant bread and butter pudding topping is indulgent. Anyway. That's indulgent. It is nice. That is better. Is that always better? Um, I think it's probably better, but yeah. in terms of like when it's it not harks true. back to your nostalgia, it's yes. not in that sense. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. they make a beautiful yeah. bread and butter pudding. Yeah, yeah. I love the sound of that. Uh, also, uh, Shadaf. Faz1 says, Hi chaps, have listened to the pod since day one and have enjoyed how it has evolved over the years from the chef guests providing brilliant industry insight to the COVID times. Oh, good times. <laughs> uh, and now with the weekly catch-ups, uh, like the best pods, I now feel familiar with you both, with both of you to the point that if I saw you, I could walk up to you and chat like old mates. Brackets, <laughs> I won't do this. I understand it'd be very weird. Yeah. Uh, to an extent. Uh, because of the pod, I took my missus to Salt for her 30th and we had a blast. Oh, great. Keep doing your thing. Uh, as long as you do, I'll be a loyal listener. That is very sweet. Lovely message. Very much appreciate that. You can always approach us in the street yeah, and talk about the podcast. We're a, yeah. we're a family. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. I don't. There is not. that first review reminded me of something I sent you last week, actually, the listen for a bit, because that came from a CV. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. I forgot about no, that. No, I, I forgot as well. Yeah, go Oh, yeah, tell us, so, tell us. Yeah, this is bloody brilliant. <laughs> so um, Laura put out a job advertisement for a demi-chef, just looking for an extra one. Um, the other, um, last week, a few few bits come in, and the application, <laughs> come in. she come up and told me, I was getting ready for a book shoot up here. I was rolling some pasta as she did it, and I just threw it down in anger when she told me. <laughs> That's it. So this, this girl messaged... Um, and pretty much all it said was, like, I'm applying for this position. I don't have a CV. Just check out my Instagram. <laughs> that is just... I just threw the pasta and I went, the lazy bitch. <laughs> like, what? Well, I will do the work for you. Oh, and I was just ranting then. Yeah. I was just on it. I was like, even if it's amazing, even if it's like fucking freestyle level, no chance. Like, no. 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 That no, is that's awful. not how you do it. That is so fucking... I know we spoke about it a bit the other day, but it yeah. wasn't on the pod. That's probably why it slipped my mind. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. The, che the cheek and the, the cheek nerve. That level of arrogance and just like, I'm, I'm that good. You can just look at this. Yeah. Your Instagram's not your CV. Like anyone who applies for a job, I'll always look them up on social. Just, I think that's yeah. a common thing now anyway. But don't just be like, no CV, check this out. Yeah. And let me tell you, it was absolute pony. <laughs> it was horrific. It was. I wasn't going to look, yeah, but yeah. Lauren Jack... Oh, no, no. It's, that's too curious yeah. to not look. So she's done something right, but the wrong... It, well, yeah. it's never right, but you're going to look every yeah. time if someone says that. Yeah, I had a look. It was horrific. Um, yeah, which I was you know, glad about. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, but then we got a CV on Saturday night. Someone, she works in a really good place, and... 
me and Laura were just looking at it like, this is amazing. Just a cover letter that was nearly a page long. You just wow. don't get that anymore. No, sure. And then a really, it was really nice. Clearly bespokely CV. written to you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is just so rare. And that was how we were taught. You know, you yeah. probably taught at, yeah, yeah. at school 100%. and at college as well. That's how you approach it. You know, yeah. write a cover letter. There only has to be a paragraph or two. Yeah, of course. And make it personal. Yeah. You know, find out the people's name. Yeah, or exactly. Or what, what the business is about. the business is. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just clearly just been sent out to everyone. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, you can do that and doctor things. That's fine. But just that, that is the first impression. Yeah. And my first impression of that girl was, yeah. Check just, out my Instagram. Just check out my Instagram. And oh, check out my Instagram as well. It's a desperate. Human. It's a desperate sort of sign of where we're at, where it's got to that. Because yeah. it's also sad that I think, you know, and people do this anyway, regardless of jobs. They put too much onus and emphasis on their social account being properly like a badge of like it's a badge of honor or yeah. part of who they are yeah it becomes like, their identity too beca- much, yeah. yeah it becomes like really sad in a way it's mm. like well, so all you are is this you know this yeah. is as good this is you is it like this is what's the mm. point may as well never hang out then and we'll just yeah. i'll just catch up on there shall we like fucking else and sorry coming back to it as well second photo on there was a photo of a looking like what was a spliff smoking <laughs> Like, if that's your thing, fine. Great. But not when you're applying for a job. <laughs> Caption just like bunked off work today. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just fucking hell, what are like, you doing? If that's your only advertisement, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. Sharpen up. Fucking <laughs> hell, man. That is quality. <laughs> if you've got any other stories of like dreadful CVs or stuff like that, please send them to us. We love them. And there's quite a few going around. So please do send them in. Leave us ratings and reviews. Ask us questions. Whatever you want to do at the nightcap underscore pod is our social handle. We will see you all next week. Yeah, see you later. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.